0: Today on The Breakdown, on February 3rd, 2017, there were three players left in the Brigada Winter Poker Open, and there was a lot of money on the line. One guy had a very small stack, but the other two guys had over 100 blinds, and they decided to go to war. We're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. to war that was a sweet opening that was awesome i was so happy with that one it was
1: yeah you know you, you kept it together that's for sure
0: and i mean that's a big that's a big point in my and that favor, was the first that?
1: take you didn't mess it up i know
0: that's that's a rarity i feel i'm very pleased with it congratulations <laughs> thank you you thank did you. it i was more just happy with the outcome regardless of how many takes though
1: this is one of the more intense icm hands we've done yeah we've done icm hands before uh Probably one of our least popular videos, but an interesting hand, nonetheless, is the one from the Jamie Gold year where Paul Wasica has a combo oh, draw yeah. and is in a horrific ICM spot. I that, always thought
0: that was going to be a huge video, and somehow it just never was. It was yeah. weird to me. Like That is, to me, one of the most interesting and talked about poker situations, I think, in my life, in terms of other people's situations that I've talked about over the years to people. Somehow that po- video never took off. Maybe we named it poorly. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe we should rename it. Eh, who cares? Yeah. Uh, All right.
1: But that's an so interesting ICM situation. So is this. Now, yeah. ICM pressure is something that we don't always get into on the breakdown, but that's going to be the theme of what's going on here because of the situation that Jonathan outlined. There's a guy who has a relatively small stack. Now, for three-handed, it's not bad. It's 37 blinds. But the other two guys each have well over 100 blinds. Yeah. So they're kind of trying to wait out the the third guy and get heads up. They're supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But they're both like, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to be the guy who gets heads up with all the chips. Right.
0: They're going to the next level with it, which is perfectly reasonable. Usually, sometimes both players sort of they're not really colluding, but play a lot of small pots against each other until the other guy busts. And then sometimes one guy tries to just win all the chips and that often works in this situation, right? Yeah. But, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tougher road to hoe this time for these guys. why don't I lay out the ICM situation? Exactly. Please do. All right. There's three left in this $3,500 buy-in tournament grant. There were, um, 1300 entries and we've already locked up all three players, $327,000. So they're all pretty happy. They're pretty happy. however, there's a lot to play for. Second place, 525,000. So a big jump, 200k. And first place is almost 900,000 dollars. It's 892K. So there's a huge amount to play for. And there's a huge amount to win or lose, basically, you know, if you decide to go for it.
1: Having over a hundred blinds and going out when there's a guy with thirty-seven blinds is kind of a big deal. When the next jump is two hundred K,
0: it is a big, big deal. Yeah, for questions. It's something no you're going to be kicking yourself about for a while. You could be anyway.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, the two players who are going to be involved in this hand are both young, very good players. We got Tyler Kenny, who is Bryn Kenny's little. Teeny tiny brother.
0: Lil little, little Kenny, we're gonna call him. Yeah, Lil Kenny. His hair needs some work. I'm not gonna lie.
1: And Daniel Weinman, I'm not sure he might be an only child, doesn't matter, but he's I'm pretty he's, sure he's an only child.
0: He's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. He's, he's got a lot of good results. He's like number twenty-three in the all-time US money list, I believe, for really? live events. Yeah. That's pretty good. I know. Cool. He's got almost three million in earnings.
1: That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So this is gonna start, as I said, three-handed. The big blind's 150k. Tyler Kenny's on the button. He's got sixteen million. Yeah. That's uh, you know, a lot. That's very good. Yeah. It's a very good starting stack. By the way, this hand was suggested by Anantha Krishna Rao. Sweet. Yeah. So if you have a suggestion for the breakdown, you know what to do. Tweet at us and go to YouTube link. Timestamp it. I'm not gonna tell you how to spell the Twitter address. I mean the internet's out there. Just yeah. type our name.
0: It's two poker guys, the number two poker guys. Damn it,
1: Levy. Sorry. You always ruin my lessons that I'm teaching the people. I know. I don't want how them to How are they know. gonna learn when you keep babying
0: them? I don't want them to learn. I want them to stay babies. Ah, I see.
1: You're like that guy who messed up at the main event when they were ten handed. Uh, you you always talk about where he had the chip lead and he was just completely abusing everybody, and he knocked out the short oh, stack. Oh yeah, and he realized he should have folded because he could have just kept abusing them ten handed until they were all vapor exactly. stacks.
0: Yeah, he was he had two kings and called the short stacks all in, and he's like, "What did? Why did I do that? That was stupid." Yeah. So you
1: want you want. To be like that guy and
0: keep all everybody is, is yeah. little vapor stack just, babies. Just evaporate them down to nothing.
1: I want them to learn and grow. That's what my goal is. Well, you know what? We're different people. We have different wants and goals. That's that's reasonable. Yours are evil. Mine are good hearted. Why judge them? Why judge either one? Why put labels on them? I mean, morals are relative anyway. Exactly. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to the hand. So shall we? In a, on a related note, Tyler Kenny's on the button with King Nine of Hearts. <laughs> yeah. It's got 16 million, 150K big blind. He opens to 350K. That's a reasonable open. I'm cool with that. The small blind, who is the short stack with 37 blinds, folds,
0: and that matters. Yes, his name is Nathan Bierno.
1: Yeah, obviously, Nathan Bierno folds.
0: Yeah, he folds. He's like, maybe I'll get lucky, and one of these guys will knock the other one out, and I'll just scoot right up 200K more. That would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. I hope a cooler happens. That would be super neat. King Nine of hearts against
1: ace, ten of hearts, three heart board, maybe yeah. something like that.
0: It's just like so unlikely when you're the short stack yeah. for that to really happen. But, but you always hope, You always dream, especially
1: in a spot where the money jumps are so big. Yeah. That's when you really start dreaming. Well, Nathan, there's a chance. I'll just All say right. that. So Daniel Weinman in the big blind. He's going to start us off on ICM Pressure Theater. Yes. Which is going to maybe probably not be the title of this podcast. Probably not. But I'm going to say a lot of times. So ICM Pressure Theater begins with stage left, Daniel Weinman. 3-betting with 9-5 offsuit. Right. 17.5 million in his stack, so he's got 1.5 million more than Kenny. So just 10 blinds more than Kenny, but they both have well over 100 blinds. Mm-hmm. Serious spot. So he 3-bets to 1.2 million with
0: his 9-5 offsuit. Yeah. What do you think about this? I mean, I don't love it. I guess it's fine. I'm not a huge fan when we're this deep. I think we can call. It's okay just to call, isn't it? We have 9-5 off. We're super, super deep. It's not that expensive. We can just call.
1: Well, he clearly has... A particular intention and a particular game flow in mind yes he's thinking okay kenny doesn't want to risk his whole tournament at this point when he has like 108 blinds going into the hand and there's a 37 blind stack there he's gonna have to play tight against me i get to win this hand so much
0: right i mean that's clearly what's what he's thinking about right what else could it be um I just feel like nine five is probably the bottom of our calling range here. The bottom of my calling range. Like a nine four. I would strongly consider three betting because uh, I'm not going to call think, nine four.
1: I think I know what's happening here. Go on. I think Weinman's planning on three betting Kenny every time. He's just going to like, really? I think he's going to try to just cut him up, but he's like, I have a slightly bigger stack. This guy's got a short stack over here. I'm going to make it hard on you.
0: I mean, you're basing that on one hand, right? Yeah. So what are you talking about? That's I just, mean, that's just complete idle speculation. Yes. That's ridiculous. We don't know that. We have no, re- we have no reason to believe that. I think we just know he's, maybe it's that Kenny opens the button every time. And so um, Wyman has just decided, I'm not going to let you do this every time. I'm going to three-bet, three-bet you sometimes, regardless of what my hand is.
1: Well, there is a certain level of ICM pressure he's applying to, and that has to be part right. of it, of course. For sure. Because as you said, usually in a situation like this, the big stacks kind of like, play a little soft against each other, try to wait out the, the shorter stack, and Wyman's not content with that. He wants he wants to go into heads up with a big chip lead.
0: I mean, Wyman also, if he can get Kenny to stop raising the button, then he gets to play in position against the shorter stack that's still big enough that it can't like just shove or anything like that. You yeah. know? So he's going to be in a great position to chop that guy down even more and uh, and chip up even more.
1: Yeah. Uh, he probably just believes Kenny can't, if, if he's going to three-bit a lot and continue a lot, Kenny can't just keep calling folding calling calling down in Mm -hmm. a spot where the icm is so intense
0: yeah so so it's probably i mean it's probably just straight up an icm move which is fair enough yeah don't hate that
1: right so that's what he does he makes it 1.2 million and tyler kenny calls which is reasonable he's got king nine of hearts we're very deep he's on the button
0: it's fine right it's fine he could probably make it a little bit more but it's fine no kenny Calling is fine. Oh, of course, Kenny calling is fine. I meant Weidman could raise a little bit to a slightly bigger So you just didn't listen
1: to the entire, like, two sentences I said?
0: I was just, you said it's, you ended with it's fine, and so I'm responding to the part I want to respond to. You know what
1: I said after I said, before I said it's fine? I heard. I said, so Kenny with his king nine of hearts in position on the button decides to call, (laughs) it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine, I guess, but Weidman could make a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. I just yada, yada, yada it. No problem. Good job. Anyway, all right, so the
1: pot is 2.55
0: million. Yeah. With 9.5 off against King Nine of Hearts, very deep stacks. I mean, Kenny, of course, gonna call there. And it's interesting because one of the uh, commentators critiques Kenny's call, but we think it's elementary. Yeah, definitely. That's all.
1: Yeah. So the flop is 8.45 rainbow, no hearts on there, no back doors for Kenny. Yeah. So Weinman makes middle pair. Right. This puts him in a bit of an odd spot. I mean, it's a nice thing to happen to make middle pair. But his whole plan was to bluff this hand Mm -hmm. if he got called. And if not, you want to flop a little better than this, right? You want to flop like 9-5 deuce and just be like, oh, sweet, now I'm playing for value.
0: I mean, Wyman, I think, has a very clear plan once called, right? Which is he's going to barrel his misses, barrel his strong hits, which is, I mean, I don't even think top pair would would count as a strong hit. No, probably So there's very few strong hands here for him. But like straight two-pair trips, stuff like that, he's going to probably barrel those. And he's going to check all... If he somehow makes one pair, he's probably going to check, even if it's top pair. Like, I would think if he flops n- a nine-high board, he's probably going to check it because his kicker is so bad, is my guess. Yep. Maybe he might bet it once and then check the turn, check river kind of thing, you know. But, like, play small pots, um, more to bluff catch than to anything else with his medium showdownable type hand. Yep. So he hit medium showdownable. So I think he has a pretty clear, pretty clear decision here. I agree. So... He decides to check. Puts you in an awkward spot pretty quickly, though, if uh, if Kenny doesn't check back. You know, not not right away, but it's, it sets up potential awkward spots in the future, right?
1: So traditionally, from Tyler's perspective now, what would you be putting Daniel on? Ace high. Exactly. I was thinking, like, Ace okay, queen. he's probably got me beat with my king high, my yeah. king nine of hearts, but he's not in a great spot because he didn't bet. Like, you'd expect him to bet nines or better on this board, right? Yes, you think so? At least he, I would. Expect he might that. not always, but you would expect it. Mm-hmm. So Tyler decides. I don't think a good player is going to check fold Ace King here or Ace Queen no. here, but it's time to start telling a story.
0: Exactly, I think. I think Tyler is completely justified in stabbing at this with King High, believing it isn't the best hand. As long as he's willing to go more than one street, he has to be willing to fire two bullets.
1: Right. The, a lot of good players are not often going to three bet then check fold just in out of position. That's a terrible thing to do.
0: They may do it a little bit, but a most, little bit most just so that way, honestly, so they're balanced right. in that too. But I think mostly they're going to, if they're checking, they're checking a call and not checking a fold. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. So Tyler bets 1.4 million Yeah. into a pot of 2.55 million. He's like, okay, I'm not going to get the fold now, right. but I got to get him off his ACE high eventually. Cause right. if I just bet twice, he might call both times, especially if I check the flop. I don't know. So what is Tyler repping? What's the board? It is 845 Rainbow.
0: Okay, well, I think he can rep pretty much everything on this board. Any flopped pair? Any? F- I think he can rep any flopped pair. I think he can rep the nuts as well. He can absolutely have six, seven here.
1: So if he has like three, four suited for bottom pair, no kicker, he's basically just betting for protection.
0: He, yeah, I mean, the question starts to become, is he going to check those back to um, bluff catch later as opposed to bet? But he might decide to bet once now just to like not give free cards. The pot still is relatively small for these guys, although to did get three bets, so it's a little bit bigish, but it's, yeah. not, it's not huge. He might decide to check back one pair sometimes.
1: Right. But he might bet it, especially yeah.
0: if it's an eight. I think top pair he's going to bet most of the time. I think, hate to get check raised, I but you going to bet it. I think
1: real good candidates for potential hands you could have here are six, eight, and seven, eight. Those are uh, mm-hmm. pretty interesting hands for him to have. Yeah. Because they're the gut shots with of the course. eight. Of course. Yeah. He could also have like two nines or two tens sometimes, right? I think he absolutely can. He could certainly have all the sets. All the sets? He could have four five suited. Yep. He could have eight five suited. He can have eight four suited. Probably can have eight four suited, yeah.
0: They're deep enough in position.
1: I think he can have it. So he's repping a reasonable amount of things.
0: Yeah, he's got a lot of value. Right. I mean, he doesn't have huge value, but if he can rep, also if he can rep all the one pair of hands. Yeah. Just betting because Ace High is going to call him once.
1: Yep. The problem is, as we know, He's not doing this plan with just a one bet in mind because he, he knows that's a bad thing to do. Sure. When we start betting again, the, the value range starts to get pretty thin unless the board cooperates pretty well.
0: I mean, he's going to not be betting bottom pair and probably not middle pair anymore, right? But he what might I'm saying bet. is
1: with his exact hand.
0: Oh, with his... Because with, his plan right now has to be
1: multiple barrels, right? Yes. And that becomes a bit of an issue because inherently, like, if we bet again, our value range gets thinner. Yes, of course. Of like, course. if he has 7-8 and the turn is anything above an 8, is he going to bet the turn when checked, two? That's a great question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He might actually even decide to check back and then bet the river to do a better representation against ace high, depending. Right. on, on Like, if it's an, if it's a 9, maybe he can rep that, because an 8-9 yeah. and stuff like that. But if it's, like, a, a queen or something, that was going to have queen 8, that's yeah. super likely. It's possible, but it's less likely, yeah.
1: Right. So there is a slight problem with the plan. Yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, now, of course, Daniel is not checking to fold when he flops the middle pair here. Of course not. He's not checking the check raise either.
0: No. He's checking the call. Yep. So he does. Sounds great. I like this plan so far. There's a problem with this plan. There's not many good cards. There's, that's, one, that's not even the problem I was thinking of. That is a, absolutely a problem with this plan. Another problem with this plan is we got an ICM issue here already. Yeah. Like... You got to do with 30 some odd blinds. The pot is already getting kind of big and a turn bet is going to be a substantial bet for us. You know, the, the flop bet wasn't a turn bet will be. We, I mean, we can't call down with this, with this hand all the way. If we can't, we can't call three bullets rare, very often. Right. I mean, that's crazy. We're not going to do that. So we're going to need our friend over here to check. And if he checks, he often has us beat. Right, I was just gonna ask.
1: Don't we kind of want Tyler to bet the turn if we're Daniel?
0: I mean, we do and we don't, right? Yeah, it's a problem because like if we call the turn, then we kind of want him to bet the river. But if but like like so great, so we're gonna play a two hundred blind pot. Like we really want to play a two hundred blind pot because sometimes we get to win it. I mean, this sounds like I don't like this spot at all. This is a tough spot. It's weird
1: to know what to do though once we're here.
0: We have to call the flop once yeah. we've decided to play there. I mean, we're calling the flop no matter how we play this pre, right? We're always going to check call the flop. Yes. Either way. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to do on the flop except check call and see what happens. We on the just turn, know that
1: it's going to get a little tricky.
0: We're hoping it doesn't. We hope right. a five comes off on the turn and it's easy. That would be great. We'll yeah. take a nine. We're not super greedy here. Yeah. Um, but yes, we'd really prefer. Well, I think we're even not unhappy with like big overcards that will just cause. Tyler to probably check back a lot, you know, yeah. like, let's just stop this pot. Like, you know, and, and the chips going in, if we can, we oh, have, I, don't have a great hand.
1: I, I realized an omission when we were talking about Tyler's value range. He of course can have the nuts straight.
0: Oh yeah. I said Six, that. Oh, you did. I said that. Yeah. Do you think he has it off suit or just suited? I think he can have it off suit. Okay. There, don't you think deep enough he can call, um, his, the raise three, the, he can raise and then he can call the raise. If I'm not he's, saying he will, but if, if he's
1: raising six, seven off, he's probably calling it in position.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he isn't raising six, seven off, well, I got to believe that he's raising the button a lot for Daniel Wyman to decide to turn nine, five off yep. into a three bet. Maybe I'm wrong, but I got to believe it. And so that means six, seven is probably a part of that range. Probably it's close, but it's probably part of it. He definitely has it suited. We
1: know that for sure. hundred percent. All right. So after the flop action, the pot is 5.35 million. Things got kind of real. I mean, what
0: the heck? I mean, how much we, we now have, like, as Weinman, I guess the effective stack is Kenny with, like, 13 million or a little less, 12 uh, and change. I mean, it's already starting to become a thing.
1: Yeah, it I
0: is. Kinda, I, as Weinman, I'm like, I wish I hadn't three bet. Wish I had just called. I could check, call, flop. Could manage the pot much, much better here. Wouldn't Pot's, be as big a thing.
1: Pot's already 32 blinds.
0: Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> it does. It
1: kind of sucks for both of them, man. I mean,
0: there's $200,000 if we just wait out the other dude, right? I yeah. mean, come on. That's real. This is the ICM pressure thing. You know, yeah, these exactly. are the
1: thoughts that are going through these heads of like, ah, why?
0: What are we doing? They're Right now, they're both like, uh Like Wyman calls the flop. and He's like, oh, God. And, and Kenny's like, I know he's calling the flop, but I really hope he folds the turn because this is awful. Like, please just, I hope I'm just making a bigger pot for myself to win. But otherwise, this sucks.
1: Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. You know where you can put pressure on people while playing the old poker.
0: Um, I do.
1: Where Nitrogen Sports Poker Room? How do you? How? What's the best way to sign up for that?
0: Well, you just uh, click the link in the description of this podcast, Grant, or any of our videos. By the way, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you just do that, and then you get to sign up, and by doing so, you get access to special Poker Guys events, which happen at least monthly, sometimes more often. We're currently. Uh, Mixing up one right now, which is a very very low buy-in Cooking event. it up, yeah, very low buy-in event. Probably probably something like one tenth of a millibit. We're still working that out. The buy-in and the, there's going to be a very large guarantee on it, so there'll be a huge overlay. It's sort of like a free roll, except we're trying to keep out the scammers which apparently is a thing because you can sign up so easily on nitrogen. Yeah. Just a, a username and password. It's a little bit of a thing. So that's our way of dealing with it. But we think you're all going to really be happy to do it.
1: Yeah. Because there'll be a, a big overlay.
0: Yeah. It's going to be at the end of December. We're still working out the date, but we'll know soon. Probably it, on a Sunday. And if you
1: win, you can get your money as fast as you want, really. I mean, maybe yeah. not as fast. You might want it instantaneously. I mean,
0: yeah. But on. you'll
1: you'll get it in five to 20 minutes, which I mean, is
0: as good as it gets. Can we exercise some patience, people? Yeah. Please. It's as good as it gets. Yeah.
1: Jack, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> helen hunt yeah
0: yeah absolutely
1: nitrogen sports good the job. home of jack nicholson and helen hunt <laughs> <laughs> greg kinnear greg kinnear of course is well, they don't really talk about him but he does he's does stuff
0: he's great in that movie yes whatever he's great the dog come on that movie's that's a good movie directed by james l brooks just saying cool it's one of my things i do i just Who's know stuff. the
1: uh, cinematographer
0: oh god which one was it <laughs> Which, which one was Brooks using in that era? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know that one.
1: Good. I'm glad for hey, you. back
0: to Nitrogen Sports Poker. Click the link in the description, Grant. Okay. And then uh, you'll be happy because everything moves at the speed of Bitcoin once you do. Your whole life. <laughs> Your whole life? <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, figure it out, bro. Your
1: whole life moves at the speed of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, really, like everything takes... 5 to 20 minutes, no matter what you're doing. (laughs) For some things, that's great. Not everything. I'm going to drive from LA to Seattle. It's only going to take 5 to 20 minutes. But the thing that you don't realize is just how many things you do each day. Like, Ah. you do a lot of very minor things that you don't even think about. Yeah. Like, 5 to 20 minutes. Like, you get in your car... You don't just turn the car in and drive. Like, you got to take it out of park. You know, you got to oh, put on your seatbelt. <laughs> you got to put whatever you're holding into the thing. You got to put the keys in. You got to turn on the lights sometimes. Maybe the windshield wipers. Oh, my God. Five, it's, 20 minutes. It's just
1: sort of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how you do an advertisement. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So we're heading to the turn. We got 5.35 million in the pot. We have Tyler Kenny with King Nine of Hearts and Daniel Weinman with 9.5 offsuit on an 8.45 rainbow board. Kenny has taken the betting lead and the turn is the 10 of hearts. Yeah. So this is one of those cards where now Kenny's in a weird spot when checked to which Weinman does check as you'd yeah. expect, because it's like, well, pretty much none of my one pair of hands are going to bet now, right? Like for the most part.
0: Well, I mean, the thing that Ken bet is he could have been bluffing the flop and hit a 10 on the turn. Yes, that's and true. It, and of course, it, but his one pair of hands beho- besides that are often going to check, he might bet an eight for value again. He one might. more time. And then shut it down on the river. He might. But mostly one pair of hands are going to stop. I agree with you. Mostly.
1: This is the problem. When we bet multiple times, our value range gets thin.
0: Yep. We still have all our strong value for sure, um, which I would say is sets, straights, two-pair, not too many two-pair, but some two-pair, and possibly pocket aces. Possibly. He could be slow-playing pocket aces. It's not impossible. Maybe even kings, right? Aces, kings, big pair like that. It's it's at least within reason.
1: All right. So, Tyler... Is going to continue the story as he kind of has to once he decides to bet the flop.
0: He's committed to taking two shots at this, and
1: God bless him. So he bets three million. Yeah. What? Okay. Into how much? Five something. Three million into five point three five. Okay. So, I guess sometimes he can have a ten that was a bluff that he's now decided to value bet, and that's sure pretty much the bottom of his value range. I mean, maybe an eight. Sometimes maybe an eight. Maybe. But That's usually it. checking back the river unless he improves with an eight.
0: Oh yeah. And, and he might ten. be she's probably checking back all one pair, except like maybe the ace is kind of a hand, a king's yeah.
1: He still of course think. has all the flop two pairs, four five suited. Of course. He has the flop straight. Yep.
0: That makes him happy still. He 10 ten, eight suited or something like that. He just made top two. He's got that, of course.
1: A hand that would make sense kind of would be seven nine, maybe. Like he flopped a gut shot and now he has an open under. Sure. That's I mean, it. I would
0: expect with his nine highs, however, However he got there, yeah. he's going to keep firing on the turn. Like all his bluffs and the ones that have equity and the ones that don't are going to keep firing probably, right? I would, I would guess a gut shot is going to keep firing too, even without a pair, because what else is it going to do? It's going to check and pray. Sounds like yeah. a bad idea.
1: So the problem Tyler has is Daniel knows this has to be the plan if Tyler is bluffing. I mean, you know, it gets tough. It, it gets tough. tough. And so it really becomes a question of like, do you really want to do this? Right. Do you really want to do this right now? This with is This guy sitting in between us with 37 blinds. Right. I don't think you want to do this. I'm going to keep betting. Do you want to do that? You you don't want to do that.
0: Right. It's you know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty- uh, not Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyman, you know that I often am going to fire twice without something because I kind of have to. But you still have to decide to put the chips in with your kind of poor hand. You know, you're, you're not very strong range here. Tyler's putting him on something worse than he has
1: to. He probably doesn't put Daniel on a pair. He probably puts him on ace high, like we said.
0: Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Um, I guess he could have like a pair of like sevens. Yeah. sixes and it'd be, it'd, he'd probably play those similarly, but he might not even three bet those pre yeah, he might not um, yeah, it, it feels like ace queen type of a hand to me, yes um, so I like betting again against ace queen I mean, ace queen does not like this spot, ace queen's probably supposed to fold even though it's ahead a lot, right, because what's the plan, hero the river, like pray it goes check, check, usually when it goes check, check, you lose anyway, right So that means, usually, but sometimes, that means 9-5 is supposed to fold too then, right, according to you Nine five is supposed to strongly consider folding. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you're probably supposed to fold nine five right now, don't you? The
1: difference is, I guess, the only real difference is when nine five improves, it's a much
0: bigger improvement. That and also we block a little bit of yeah. his, a tiny bit of his value. We block not four much.
1: five, we block eight five, we block sets of fives. So that's a decent amount. That's
0: good. We block nine eight a little bit. I mean, okay, there's not a lot to be excited about here. The no. thing is this: uh, the, the Tyler is not polarized yet. He's just. He's got... He's polarized. He's knocked out some of his value range, but not a lot of it yet,
1: right? His value range does not include any hands worse than 9.5 now. No, I do not believe that does. Whereas he might have had, like, 5.6 on the flop.
0: Now we are just bluff catching, which kind of blows. Yeah, but... I just might be like, is it worth it? Like, I still have a lot of chips right now.
1: Right. So there's two competing things going on here for Daniel Weinman. Mm -hmm. There's the, I know he has to double barrel, so how can I fold? Mm -hmm. And his value range just got thinner, so... Mm -hmm. How can I fold? Yeah. But do I really want to deal with this right now? Right. I can just put these cards in the muck, move on to the next hand. There's so much money to be won. I don't want to be in this crappy spot anymore. Get me out of here. I mean,
0: the thing is this. So Weinman three bet the nine five off. And we believe, without really knowing anything, we believe that part of it is the ICM pressure he's trying to put on. He obviously thinks Kenny knows about this too. And they're both playing the ICM pressure game. Yeah. Just because Weinman made a pair. He's now on the bluff catching part of the ICM pressure game instead of the, you know, Pushing the action part of it, but he yeah. had he had he whiffed. He absolutely would have been the guy firing twice at Kenny, right? Had
1: he whiffed, he would have won the pot already. Of course, yeah, of course.
0: But Which I'm just is, saying, like yeah. he would have bet the flop in his mind. He's like, I'll bet the flop if I get called. I'll bet a lot of turns, and I hope it works out because otherwise, this is going to be awful. Yep. You know, and maybe I'll have to shove some rivers. Who knows? You know, it's like I sort of just decided to turn this hand into a, a big pot for no real reason except, you know, stop raising the bu- stop raising when I'm in the big blind. Yep. Gosh, darn it. You got know, a, stuff like that. Got a
1: thread in the stack. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. And, uh, the theoretical non ICM part of the brain wins out for Daniel Wyman He decides to call again. Yes. And Tyler Kenny cannot be happy about uh. that. He's like, I thought that was going to work against ace queen. A lot of the time.
0: Like you have two sixes or two sevens. You got like a gut shot in a pair. Is that what you're holding on yeah. with here? You have like a bad eight, something like that, which is sort of what he has. Yeah. Right? Uh, is that what it is? You're just holding on? That sucks for me. I'd love to hit a king or a nine. That'd be great. Nine would not be great, in fact. But but he would love to hit one. He'd love to hit a nine and check back really quickly and assume he wins most of the time. Also check back a king, I think. He'd probably check back a king because a river bet would be so committing. It's probably not worth it. Yeah. Right? The, the, pot's gonna, the pot's got like 70 blinds in it, right? It's 11.36 million in the pot. Yeah, I mean... How much, what, what's this? That's more than they have in their stack. Tyler has 10.7 million. He's the effective stack. Right. He's definitely not betting a king on the river. He's no. checking back quickly and hoping it's good. He's like, if you have ace king, you've been calling me. That sucks. If you have, you know, if you have king tens, you know, you really can't have king 10, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I hope I win. I hope I win. Like enough with this craziness. Yeah. So, so as viewers, we're rooting for a brick actually, because that's put these guys in sort of the weirdest, toughest spot, right? If, if like Kenny hits a pair, it's going to be easy. If Weinman improves, it's going to be easy for him. He's going to call. He's never going to fold if he improves, right? Yeah. He's going to find a call. But yeah. um, Kenny hits a pair. He's going to check. But if both miss, could could be fun. Someone's going to have to make a decision about what to do here.
1: Congratulations, Jonathan. Oh,
0: what, what happened? Did Big I old miss- brick on the river. What? Really? What was it? Three. Oh, that's a brick.
1: Yeah. No flushes completed. It's a three of spades. The only thing that completes is if somebody makes two pair there, but that's really unlikely.
0: Ace-deuce. Ace
1: deuce deuce gets there, but how are they going to have ace deuce? I I mean, I guess Tyler can have ace deuce. Tyler
0: has to decide to have to ace deuce and decide it's not showdownable enough and keep firing.
1: I mean, it's similar to King nine against Weinman's check calling range.
0: It is. So he might just say, I'm going to go for it. And then I also, it's nice. I actually have a little bit of equity too. Like even if I'm behind, because I can hit maybe a deuce and certainly a three.
1: So if anybody has ace deuce, it's probably Tyler. Probably. Um, So, Okay. Here we go.
0: Here we go. This
1: is this is a ICM pressure theater at its height. Yeah. What do we decide to do here? How do, how are we going to proceed? Well, Daniel decides he's going to check. Of course, because he he's, has showdown he, value.
0: He's thinking it'd be really nice if Kenny could somehow give up here. Because if he checks, besides that, I might lose. If you check, you know. But if he thinks for a while and gives up and makes the face, then I get to win, right? Like the uh, forget it. It's like I can't do it.
1: I love that when I really want the guy to check, mm. but I'm like, oh, but if he checks. I probably don't have a good enough hand to win, but then he makes the face and checks and I'm like, Oh, he just was bluffing and he gave up. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I have bottom pair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's really, I'm so happy with my bottom pair. All right. So Daniel checks. Now is decision time. Yes. We've gotten here. We've gotten here. We had a particular plan on the flop. We bet the turn because we kind of felt like we had to bet the turn. We don't have to do this though. We can decide to give
0: up now. We can. I think it's reasonable to give up for sure. We still have a lot of chips. We're still square. If we're Kenny, we we are squarely in second. We know we're behind. We're squarely in second place. We got more than double the the next guy. Yeah. We're a really good player. We absolutely can win this tournament. That's cool. So that's a reason to check. There are reasons to bet. The reasons to bet are? Number one. We can't win if we check. That is that is one reason. <laughs> the pot is humongous. This would be a humongous win for us, right? Yes. We would w- if we move in and get the fold. We win the tournament a lot. Do we have to move in?
1: Can well, we? That's bet an interesting question.
0: Can we bet like five million?
1: How much do we bet on the turn? On the turn, we bet three million. The pot is eleven point three six million.
0: We could, but you know, you know what? You really keep you up at nights is betting five million and getting tank called, and you're pretty sure the the shove would have done it. Kind of a thing. That's the yeah. one thing.
1: I think if we bet the shove makes sense because even though we're the effective stack, we're going to leave Daniel with ten big blinds if he calls and is wrong. Yeah. So that's a ton of icm pressure on him because he's very likely to get third at that point
0: and and by betting five million we're not doing that no we're right? not he's, at all putting the pressure he on still him. gets the key he's still squarely in second place himself yeah and he does not he can just sort of make the call based on the merits of his hand in the situation yeah so even though it may be slightly more transparent by moving in the pressure of that may not may make it so it doesn't matter It reminds me of the podcast we did recently about bubbles and playing on the bubble and you were talking about yeah. The guy on your right who opened ninety percent of pots for an hour and a half when you guys were nearing it on the bubble, and how it doesn't matter if it's transparent; it's still hard to do anything against it. Mm-hmm. You know, and in some ways, this is the best example of that. Where I think you just got—I think pulling the trigger is the right play for all these reasons. It's just—it just, it just seems the, the only problem with pulling the trigger is the story really doesn't add up super well. We have to have extremely strong value. Daniel has shown to have kind of a weak range. If we had the nuts, would we move in here trying to get heroed? Or would we bet a more reasonable amount trying to get called? I, I think we might bet a more reasonable amount with 6-7, and that sort of sucks.
1: Okay, well, Tyler moves in.
0: Okay, I'm fine with that. Even okay. though I just said that, I yeah. still think it's fine because I don't know if the story matters. This is an incredibly ballsy move. Yes. ice,
1: We're putting the ICM pressure on ourselves right now.
0: Like, well, I mean, we're not really. No, but, but
1: we're we're really hoping that there's not a world where Daniel's just like call, so of like, course, flop top set, never folding. Hoping I mean,
0: you do this. Here's the thing: the ICM pressure is on Tyler until he makes his decision. As soon as he moves in, now he shifts the pressure back over, right? Yeah, because he's like, should I do it or not? Should I pull the trigger or not? This is a tough spot. Oh gosh, okay, I'm all in. He's like, okay, not my problem anymore.
1: Okay, you know? so here's the problem with this move. Yeah, ICM wise. It does put extreme ICM pressure on Daniel. Yeah. Which is a horrible place to be. It feels bad. Yeah. But if Daniel calls and is right, he's almost guaranteed to win the tournament. It's like so unlikely. I mean, he's going
0: to have 200 blinds to the next so He's going to knock Tyler out. He'll have over 200 blinds. The other guy will have 37 blinds. Yeah. I don't know if that's guaranteed, no, but he but wins 75, 80, maybe higher percentage of the time.
1: So it might be even like the correct thing to hero
0: here. If you wow. get to
1: win so frequently.
0: Let's, let's do the math just for a second. Okay. I think you're going to be proven right, though. So the, the difference between... Okay, we call and we win. Okay. The difference between second and first is $370,000. If we win 80% of the time, we're are we gonna have, we're going to have more than 80% of the chips in play, and yeah. we're a good player. So I think 80% is at least reasonable. Yeah, let's say 80%. Um, so we're, so 80% of that $370,000 is more than 200K, which is the difference between third and second.
1: Which so, means it's correct to hero if we think that we're... If, if everything else if is If it's equal,
0: like a 50-50 spot. Yeah, then like that is actually... Not, our expected value is actually higher by calling. Wow, that's wonky. That it That went, is amazing. It goes
1: backwards from what you expect, because this is supposed to work as, like, pressure because it's bad EV for you to call and lose due to ICM. Right. But because you're so likely to win, you don't have to be heads up against Tyler Kenny when you have similar stacks when the 37-blind guy gets knocked out. Right. You're heads up against a guy who's probably not as good. We don't know. We don't know for sure, but probably not considering how good these two guys are.
0: Okay, that's a good reason. Yeah. yeah. That's fair.
1: Uh, it's probably not as good, but not only that, he's going to have 37 or 37 blinds. Yeah. Yeah that's a huge advantage.
0: It's a huge advantage. And I got to believe Weinman is very good at heads up type stuff. And you know, he's got a very good resume. He's won other tournaments. He's at least comfortable in those spots. There's other guy may not even be comfortable in that spot, may not play it correctly. Wow. And stuff like that. That's weird. That is unbelievable. I, I never would have thought of that piece of it. That's a really big deal. This actually goes back to the Wasaga decision in the same way, which yeah. is yes, there's If he calls and loses, he loses 2 million, but if he calls and wins, it's not that it even... It, the chi, Jimmy Gold is still going to be the chip leader, but the EV of actually winning the main event is so much more than the 10 million first place or 12 million first yeah. place that you have to take that into consideration and it's probably worth calling for that. Although, I don't even remember what we ended up with that anymore, if it was, if he's supposed I to call it or not. That was a long time ago we yeah, did that one. It was, it's a really tough spot, but that's a consideration that... May, maybe Tyler's even aware of that, but he just thinks like... First of all, Wyman has to be aware of it. Second of all, he has to still have the cojones to call in this spot where it's... He, you know, every time he's wrong, he's out 200 K.
1: Right. Because we're, we're speaking from a pure mathematical, logical point of view. It, you can't be that as a human in that spot. Of course not. You're thinking about that 200 K, even if the EV is slightly better with calling. Yeah. You're thinking about that money
0: jump. Let me, let me say this too. I think this is going to work a lot more often if the other guy, Daniel has less chips than he has. 37 blinds is still a reasonable stack. Yeah. Like three handed, even though there's 240 blinds in play, 37 people with 37 blind stacks win the tournament a lot. Yeah. You know, they win. It is like he's got 11 blinds here. Right. He has 11 blinds, then you're like, oh man. Like, if I, like, I actually, by folding, I almost always make 200K. Yeah. That is not the case. If now, if Weinman folds, he's going to have like 70 blinds or something. He only has twice the other guy stacking anyway. Although
1: the converse argument still is the same with the 11 blind stack, and you win more than 80% of the time once you become heads up. That's true. So uh, that's true.
0: But, but you, but, when the guy has 11 blind stack, you win so you get to second place so much more it
1: doesn't time. matter because the EV was already bigger than the jump
0: yeah, maybe you're right maybe you're right still, I feel like it would be more effective because at least you can like put the ICM pressure more in the guy's face of like you're throwing away this money you're, you're setting this money on fire and you're you, I can't say that as clearly for Weinman
1: right nonetheless now. this should be quite effective with the thirty seven blind stack sitting there.
0: you think this is going to work almost always it's cool we just worked all that out but this is almost always gonna work, period. I like this play by Tyler Kenny. I think this is awesome. He's repping a very strong range right now. When yes, he I wanted river.
1: to talk about that. What what like Daniel's just got a hero or not spot? Um, so we don't need to talk too much about his hand, but right. what is Tyler repping? Is he still gonna do this with four five
0: for value? I I would be I don't think so because I think he'd be concerned about what he's gonna get value out of. All right, is he gonna do it with eight five? Uh, I mean, these are all the same place, really, right? What about eight ten? Turned. I f- feel like two. I feel like he's supposed to do it with eight ten, but then again, I still wonder, based on the range that we're seeing, what is Weinman supposed to have that he's going to hero with? Like he's. I guess you're saying it's just a hero, so it doesn't yeah, matter, right? I mean, if it's truly just a hero and it doesn't matter, then we should do it with all of these hands, right? But we
1: don't know that as Tyler necessarily. That it's just a hero spot.
0: Well, I for- mean, what is Weinman's What's isn't Wyman kind of capped at one pair? He seems to be when he checks three streets, unless he's getting super trappy. He could be getting super trappy, I guess. But he, it'd be really shocking to have two pair here and lose, yeah. right? And by the way, it's even reasonable. Like, I mean, it's not reasonable because the guy has a thirty-seven blind stack, but like, there's a pot size bet left.
1: So, so that makes it seem like he probably should move in with four or five and all two pair.
0: I mean, look, if he knows he's going to be triple barrel bluffing all in, he needs to balance that with moving in with his value too, right? He's he's supposed to.
1: That's not ideal for Weinman because that, that gives Tyler a fair amount of value.
0: Yeah. So the question is, does Weinman really believe that Tyler's going to have? And do we believe that Tyler's really going to show up with that value? I
1: think most players are just going to check back and be like, I usually win, but I don't want to be in this spot. It would be
0: so bad to screw this up yeah. kind of thing. So in some ways, Tyler's repping top two plus. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it feels like. Like, could Weinman ever have four five here? Maybe you could have like three, four. Or five three suits or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. River, yeah. May- River, River bottom two. Yeah. So or something like that. So actually four or five then like can't beat that at least. But top no. two can and is going to get four by can it. beat that. Oh yeah, of course it can. <laughs> 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 my, my mistake. My mistake. Um. Yeah. So. So maybe. So maybe that's some one of the ways you uh, you chop it up a little bit for yourself is like. The better part of my strong value, I'm going to shove with, and I'm just not even going to get too shifty with some of this other stuff.
1: Right. Don't yeah. want to get too shifty So there is sleepy. Gary doesn't like to get shifty. There we go. Uh, there is, <laughs> there is some value to be had for Tyler for sure. Like, yeah. There's the nuts. We got to believe he's going to move in with all sets.
0: I mean, as long as he's okay, we're deciding Tyler's just too good to like, yeah, have an obvious sizing tell, right? Right. Okay. So, so yes, he's moving with all sets. He's moving with the nuts. He's moving with top two. If he's moving with bottom set. Yeah. For sure.
1: So there's a reasonable amount of value. It's not a ton. It's reasonable. So what it comes down to for Daniel now, it's not really game theory. It's not really game theory almost at all. It's mostly about the ICM situation, which I guess is a form of game theory.
0: It is. But, okay, it's not the game
1: theory that we usually talk about where we're talking about combos and, like, what price we're getting versus those combos Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because we can give him a bunch of combos, but then it comes down to how often is he triple barreling when we take this line? Yeah. And that's, like, infinite combos or no combos. Right. So it really comes down to what does the ICM situation make Tyler do? Right. Does it make him decide I'm gonna blow up, I'm gonna go nuts, I'm gonna get the chip lead, mm-hmm. or does it make him shrink up?
0: Right. Right. If we think, okay, we have to believe we know Tyler's got a lot of experience, we know he's got a lot of resume, and I think we would know he's probably a very aggressive player. Yeah. Based on the little bits even I know about him, right? right? He's Bryn Kenny's younger brother, by the way. So that tells us something too, yeah. right? So he's more likely to take advantage of the ICM pressure spot than most. Mm-hmm. He's more likely to triple barrel than most. You just have to believe, just based on being Bryn Kennedy's younger brother. Even forgetting about his own results. Yes. Put those two things together. He's going to have a fair amount of triple bl- uh, barrel bluffs in him. And like you said, it's possible he's doing that with all of his misses. Yeah. All of his no pair hands, he's doing that with. Except like strong aces, which he's almost never. He's never going to show up with here, right? Right. So like, but like. King highs and maybe even terrible ace highs. And he probably checks back ace high on the river. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's like, I, you know, just fold. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like king high and worse, he just is going to feel obligated to go bet, bet, bet with his, with all of his king high and worses. If that's true and we combine that with the, the reverse ICM pressure that we came up with. Yeah. Maybe this is actually a pretty straightforward call for Weinman. Well, he does. I know.
1: This is crazy because Daniel calls. These guys both started with over 100 blinds. Tyler started the hand with 108 blinds, three-handed, in a huge spot, and now he's out.
0: This is crazy. So Daniel, what's-his-face, jumps up 200K, has a shot at the title here, gets rid of a good player. It's an incredible spot for him. Obviously, it's better for Daniel Weinman, who now has 200 blinds and is the overwhelming chip leader, and he's just locked up 500K and he's got a great shot at 900K. Yeah. And by the way, he does ultimately win.
1: Which is expected yeah. at this point. He's
0: probably the best player of yeah. the two of them anyway and has all the chips. So, I mean, it's an extraordinary thing how quickly these things can go sometimes, you know?
1: This is just a huge, huge example of an ICM situation messing with people's heads and creating this dynamic that would never be there without the ICM situation.
0: Here's the thing that's messed up about this. If Wyman calls and is behind, yeah, what are we going to say? Are we going to say all the same stuff? I don't know. I'm not saying this is a perfectly parallel spot, but Pradouche, Pradouche, excuse me, in the super high roller bowl. Yeah, they were they were past the bubble, but still there were eight left, and it was as he later called the biggest spot of his life. Yeah, he three bet with aces and then check called all three streets. Similar line, really. I think he threw bet from the big blind, even. Yep. So really similar line. To, uh, and um, what's his face was Schindler. The, Schindler was on the button, button I think. With two eights. Really similar. One was right. One was wrong. Yeah. You know, and, but they basically both took the same line and it was a similar kind of a spot, different levels of ICM pressure for sure.
1: I think the board run out was different in that one that it made it seem like more likely that Schindler could have. Oh yeah? Beat. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't remember. I, mean, I just know there was an eight on the board. That's yeah. all I really remember about it. It and it wasn't a scary run out for Schindler. Like he wasn't worried about straights and flushes. Right. For sure. That's all I remember about it.
1: I think there were a lot of two pair combos that made sense
0: for Schindler yeah. by the end. Okay. Yeah, there aren't that many two pair of combos I guess here. Well, I guess it's just but I mean this is just a crazy hand. This is just crazy. I feel like these are these are kind of like at least related these two hands, yeah. you know? And and you know, like it's it's easy to sort of praise Weinman and kill Pertusion, not that we killed Pratouche, necessarily. No,
1: we didn't. We we were very in the middle on whether or not it was okay the way yeah, you played. I
0: think it. I ended up saying I think it's I think I think I would call down. Like, yeah, and know. I ended up thinking I would fold. Yeah, but we both thought it was super close, right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people killed Pratoosh for the way he played that hand, even though I don't agree.
1: It's hard not to see the results. You know?
0: Right, And but I think a lot of those same people, I wonder if they would kill Weinman for this, or they would just say, wow, great call, and move on, and not sort of see that, like... You have to have really good reasons for thinking one is a great call and one is a bad call, and be able to articulate them beyond just... He was right, and he was wrong. Right,
1: which is what we're trying to do here. Of course. And I think, actually, in production situation with so many players left, there's not the reverse ICM thing going on. That's true. Here, I don't know if Wyman figured that out, but if he did, that's really cool. I hope he did, because that is so cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Like, it's actually worth it, you know? If mm. it's a 50-50 spot, whereas in most ICM pressure spots, 50
0: spots become easy folds. Right, right. But instead... I make money, so I make mean, it's worth more as long as, as long as he has, as long as he's capable of triple barrel bluffing, and he's going to do it with most of his most of his bluffs. Yeah, this is actually kind of a straightforward call. Yeah, Wyman well, I doesn't take that long to call. I don't think either. I think like he has a plan. He's following his plan, and he's just. committed It takes to him a it. little while. I mean, it's a huge spot. I mean, it takes him like two or three minutes, yeah. but it doesn't take him ten or twenty minutes. Which I would not be surprised the guy taking right. this long if they found a call ultimately. Right. Yeah, it's. Whether
1: or not it's actually a good call, it's an incredible hand.
0: It's an incredible hand. It's two elite players playing beyond the cards. You know yeah. I mean they're playing the situation, both of them. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I, I, love, I love it when this kind of a thing happens. This is like what it's all about. Right. Well...
1: Let's uh, wrap that up and okay. and go put some ICM pressure on some people. Sounds great.
0: It's my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, not gonna show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took them on a break, but I'm back to claim the throne. and going to be traveling the globe. We still have time